You're listening to Orange Blaze, a Florida Trail podcast. Hello, and thanks for holding tight while I took a brief pause this summer. I'm getting back into hiker interviews, and those will return in September. For this month, I thought I'd chat with my husband, Chris, about a Florida black bear encounter he had in Big Cypress, back when we lived in Florida. We both couldn't remember the exact time period this took place, but it was somewhere around 2008 or 2009. I plan on chatting with Chris again soon to talk about some other wildlife encounters as well and some of our favorite Florida hiking locales. Also, a quick note, I have new podcast stickers. These are weatherproof and will work great on your vehicles or your favorite water bottle. And they are free. I have two designs and for now, if you request both, you are likely to get both. Design details are over at the podcast website at orangeblaze.thegardenpathpodcast.com and you can email me at orangeblazepodcast at gmail.com with your address if you're interested in having some mailed to you. All right, on to Chris's bear story. Um, so we're just talking today about oh, a couple things. First is I wanted to talk to you about your bear encounter in Florida. Um, and then maybe some other wildlife encounters as well. But... I thought hikers might be interested in hearing um, about the bear aspect because a lot of hikers, you know, come across wildlife on the trail. It seems like most people are kind of afraid of hogs. Um, But, you know, Florida has bears and panthers and bobcats and you had a very interesting bear encounter. So maybe kind of talk about a vague, (laughs) without giving too much away, a vague area of where you were at and set the scene, why, why you were... Out where you were um so i was uh in big cypress national preserve north of alligator alley um and i was going out to a um new let me think i think yeah i was going out to a new swamp that i i used to find swamps out there or Really, uh, they're swamp, cypress dome swamps out there um, on Google Earth. Um, and then uh, just go see what was out there. You know, some of them, oh, you know, if you were really lucky, some of them had ghost orchids um, and other cool ferns and uh, orchids. Or, and plants. Yeah, yeah, right. Just in a really unique environment. Um so that's why I was going out there, and um, I guess I had just gone out so much that I had gotten comfortable going out by myself. Um, I mean... You went out most of the time, a lot of times by yourself. Yeah, so, I mean, of course it's not as safe as going with someone else, but I guess... There wasn't a whole lot of other people that wanted to go out there with me, and I was just comfortable being out there by myself, and it was kind of nice. So, um, so I was by myself that day. Yeah, and it's in a, and it's a pretty remote-ish area. I mean, it's accessible. You can walk in there, but it's not exactly like a place a lot of people are going. Maybe some ORV people, things like that, in some areas. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. There's like a network of swamp buggy trails out there that um you know hunters and other residents use out there yeah so 
So you were he had just gone out into that swamp. Um, but did you just get there? I can't. Yeah, remember. yeah. I hadn't. I was. Um, so I, I had found a. Uh, I had to bushwhack in a little from where I parked, but there was a swamp buggy, two track, uh, you know, mud trail, that I walked back there, um, and uh, the swamp wasn't was only a couple hundred yards off this, um, you know, two-track trail. Um, And it was, you know, it was, uh, it was like scrubby, oh, some pond cypress, but also some areas, some higher areas of uh, even uh, some ridges of live oak and um, things like that. But it was a lot of, you know, open herbaceous areas also out there. And so, um, around before you got into like the open cypress dome swamp, it was like, it's a little thick. Yeah. Yeah. There's, um, there's a strip usually around the cypress domes that's thick, you know, with the, gosh, I don't know. I mean, wax myrtle and cocoa plum and, you know, just all kinds of thick, scrub grasses yeah um and then once you get past that into the cypress dome it's it's on the middle of the cypress dome it's like usually very uh very open um with just the trees there'll be cypress and uh pop ash and um yeah and in the deeper areas pond apple and um this ended up being a really really deep um, a really deep cypress dome. Was it was it wet? Or, or yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very yeah, yeah. It was very wet. It was flooded out past the edge of the cypress dome. So like, oh gosh, I think there was uh, water. Yeah, there was water right even maybe even on the uh, swamp buggy trail, but for sure just off the road. So um, so this is I had never been there before. Some residents out there um many months before this had told me that there was a big bear out there and i had seen tracks but i actually i had seen bears in north florida yeah we had seen them in ocala but i had never and up until this point seen a um i'd seen lots of tracks but i had never actually seen a bear in south florida you know, even after I had explored Fakahatchee and uh, Big Cypress quite a bit, and it seems like everybody else saw them, especially in Fakahatchee, but I never had. So, um, anyway, I walked from the car, bushwhacked out to this swamp buggy trail, walked down the swamp buggy trail, and then, it you know, like the swamp, the cypress stone was very, you know, maybe the actual open part of the cypress stone was only maybe 300 feet from the swamp buggy trail but it was thick between there and so i guess i started i started bushwhacking you know and going through that thick scrubby stuff um and yeah i think if i remember right i was maybe just like ankle or shin deep of water was it was there was water but there wasn't a lot but i only got in maybe a hundred feet off the uh two track and i heard like water 
like violently thrashing in the middle of the cypress dome and at that point i thought i had you know like scared a big alligator um and it was sometimes you know they'll not necessarily in the middle of a cypress stone, but sometimes when you scare them off a log or the mud or something, you know, they'll... Yeah. They'll kind they'll of splash. like... Yeah, they'll just splash going in the water. They're not... They're just scared. They're not... You know, I had I never had an alligator um, act aggressively towards me at all. I even stepped on one one time and it didn't do anything. They always just minded their own business. Um, but anyway, so I just stood, you know, after that noise started happening, I didn't move. I just stood there trying to figure out what it was. And, you know, it's it's been uh, a long time. I don't know. When was this? This was... It was like maybe 2008 or nine. maybe? Yeah. So, I mean, it's been, uh, you know, 13, <laughs> 14 years. So my memory's a little fuzzy, but also like... You know, I remember thinking after this happened that it was like in slow motion, very quick, but at that point I could remember every detail like it took forever. Anyway, so this, the, um, the water thrashing, then like, you know, it, it wasn't long, but it seemed like at that point it was a while. I mean, I'm sure it was only five seconds or so. Uh, I, before I re- actually realized it was something running at me through the water, but I couldn't see anything because I was in the, I was in these thick, the thick scrub, yeah. and I remember there was a cabbage palm like, oh, there was a cabbage palm in the water towards the cypress dome like maybe, I don't know like kept getting coming towards me and then I thought I remember thinking okay it's a deer, like I just scared a deer and it's running. It out. Yeah, it's just not necessarily running towards me, but it's just scared and it's running, right? And so, but then, like, and so this started, like, at the middle of the Cypress Dome, you know, this noise, and it was running, coming towards me. And so it was probably, when it started, it was probably, like, two or three hundred feet from me, something like that. And so I thought it was an alligator, then I thought it was a deer, and then, like, I thought it was a deer or something for quite a while, you know, several, like, maybe... 10 seconds yeah like i mean probably really 150 to 200 feet of running but then eventually when it finally got close enough like i could actually see it you know through the scrub i realized it was a bear you know and you know we're i mean it obviously it was a you know we don't have in florida they're all uh, black bears they're not um grizzlies for for anybody that doesn't know that (laughs) um so it was black bear and you know it was probably um you know 250 to 300 pounds but you know that's a pretty good size black bear out there um a lot of them out there don't have the fat like they would up north in the cold and things so anyway so i probably i probably first saw it about 100 feet from me and i still at that point like didn't know if I had just scared it um, and it was trying to get away or if it was actually coming at me. But then, like, uh, very shortly after that, I realized that it was, like, staring right at me and it was no doubt, like, coming at me, like, staring at me, coming directly at me. So, um, you know, it definitely couldn't, see me when it started running so i think it probably just heard me but i 
I guess it could have smelled me too because you know I had been walking in, but I really, I don't know. I don't know what it was that triggered it. Um, well, and why it didn't go run the opposite way. Right. So I think so. Anyway, I'll. I'll I went back the next day after this happened. I guess I'll follow up with that later. But um, so it kept. It was just running full speed, like just barreling through everything in its path. You know, it wasn't like slowly coming at me it was like i don't know if this is the right word for bear or not but it was like galloping full (laughs) speed through the water you know at me and so um so yeah that time by that from the time like i knew it was a bear you know it's running full speed so this is all happening insanely fast but you know from that time to about 20 feet from me you know i um when I was about 20, so I remember because it was at that, it was at that cabbage palm. It stopped right by that cabbage palm, probably 15, 20 feet from me. When I, I raised my hands up and yelled at it and it stopped, um, right next to that cabbage palm. And, uh, it's, um, did it get up on its, no, it, well, no. So it didn't stand up, but it continuously was growling um and bouncing on its front paws um like aggressively it didn't like ever raise its paws up totally off the ground but it was like growling and bouncing on its paws and it was very agitated um (laughs) so like um and you raised your hands up and then yeah and then yelled and then yeah it just stopped and it stopped it just like stopped right then and then how long how many seconds i don't know like before it's like did you walk away? Did you back yeah, away? Yeah, yeah. So, um, again, it was all... Time was very difficult to tell in this situation because it was all... You know, my, like, heartbeat and adrenaline was going so fast, it's it's hard to judge this long ago. But, like, I would say... We just sat there and stared at each other for, like, 10 to 20 seconds, you know? Something like that. Um, and it... Never stopped growling, but it calmed down a little bit to where I think, I think after a little bit, maybe five or ten seconds, it wasn't like as aggressive, meaning it wasn't like super bouncing on its front paws. I think it had calmed down a little bit. And, um, you know, I mean, this is definitely the wrong thing to do, but like, you know, it's like a lot of situations like this, like your brain just does what you do and you don't have time to analyze every detail of what you're going to do i you know it calmed down a little bit so i just backed up out of that scrub um and after i got maybe 50 feet i was like just walking backwards with my front still towards it after i got like 50 more feet i just turned around and walked back down the swamp buggy trail to my car and never saw it again did you, so, did you turn around a couple times to make sure it wasn't Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I definitely, yeah, I turned around. Like, I just looked over my shoulder several times, and it never, I never, I never saw it. The last time I saw it, it was still standing by the cabbage palm. So it didn't move. I don't know what it did after that. <laughs> I just remember, like, not during, while it was, like, charging me, but, like, after I left, like, it was just insane adrenaline rush with like you know my heart beating like crazy and just i just remember that was like the scariest and coolest thing that's ever happened (laughs) you know like (laughs) did 
Do you did the when you talk to the residents out there? Did they say they thought it was a male or a female. Do you think it had a cubs or something? Um, I don't know. Um, so okay, so I guess I'll finish my story by backing up and saying I went out there the next day. Um, for a few reasons. I mean, you know, obviously I was still scared, um, and I went out there by myself again. But you know, I just felt like I had to try to figure out what was up and not let not be scared about not like yeah not like let nature scare me you know i just had to get over it and so i went back out there to the exact same trail went the exact same way walked by the cabbage palm and i walked in the swamp that i'd never been in and um walked right to the middle and there was some um in the really deep swamps there's alligator flag a plant it's um Thalia. Yeah, it's Thalia geniculata. It's a really neat plant, and um, it was blooming. Um, and I remember it had a whole bunch of it had been torn, like the like the bulbs and the roots and everything had been torn up. And I went back home later that night and read that bears like to eat that out there. Mm. So I'm pretty sure it was eating that Thalia roots, but. You sounded like another bear coming in on the territory, maybe. Yeah, and so I don't know, right? I don't know. I don't know if it had a cub or if it was just, you know, it's more, I think it's more likely it was a male that was agitated that just, it had no idea. Maybe there was a human. It just knew something else was coming in the swamp and was mad at it. <laughs> and so it was just like, whatever that is, I'm going to get it out of here. Um. Yeah, because I don't know. I definitely remember thinking, like, also when we were standing there. I also I remember thinking, like, if it attacks me, I'm gonna have to fight it. I mean, like, I know, like, you know, because I've in my head I had remembered, like, you know, like grizzly bears you want to play dead, and black bears you want to fight, and you know, even though this was a pretty big bear, I remember thinking that. You're I was going to, like... to throw things at Yeah, there. I was going to, yeah. like, jab its eyes and stuff if it attacked me. You know, it wasn't going to play dead. So... And, like, I'm trying to think of what we carried in the swamp at that time. Um, we didn't carry a lot of... No, I am... Um, we didn't really carry hiking poles, or we didn't have anything that would have, like... You couldn't have... No, sometimes it. by myself, and I, I don't remember, really, um, but I remember a lot of times I carried a... Uh, well, it actually wasn't bear spray. It was actually like human pepper spray, just a little bitty thing of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I definitely didn't have it in my pocket. It was in my backpack, and there was no way this happened. So if there was no way I was going to be able to get to that in my backpack. It was happened so fast, which is kind of a good lesson, right? Like, <clears throat> honestly, this happened so fast. It, unless I had something in my pocket, I wasn't going to get it. I wasn't going to get a knife or a gun or anything out of my backpack. It just wasn't gonna happen well i mean i guess that also thinks about i mean when we went to alaska and they could like carry your bear spray in your bag but yeah. like if you don't have access to it you're not gonna well yeah it. it's but sort I mean, of in alaska a lot of times at least you'll not always but a lot of times you'll see the bear way before it gets to you this wasn't yeah. this was like a yeah it's wooded a close and, yeah um encounter that we we couldn't see each other so i didn't even know it was a bear to the last second so anyway so this uh that's kind of the whole bear story but 
this swamp did have a very cool plant in it. Um, uh, narrow, narrow strapley fern. Uh, I'm sure it's changed like yeah, genus um, or something. Right. I think the species is maybe Angustifolia. Campylocentrum might be the genus. But no, Campylocentrum was oh. is the uh, that ribbon orchid. Oh, you know, I think it started with a C. But anyway, but I I believe let's see if I remember right. I think um, the Institute for Regional Conservation down there, um, you know, I think uh, had had listed the narrow strapley fern as uh, extirpated from Big Cypress at that point. Misty's looking up the. Uh, <laughs> genus right now <laughs> um, oh yeah campylo campylo neurum okay i think yeah. it may have changed but um so on the map it's only listed for two counties and um dade and uh collier which yeah is, so which is where we and so um anyway it was listed as extirpated for big cypress and i let keith bradley know that um that I had found it, and I believe, if I remember right, I took him back out there, um, and I don't know, I might be wrong, but to my knowledge, uh, that's still the only place in Big Cypress with that that narrow strapley fern, but I haven't been there for quite a while, so that may not be totally correct. Well, we went in 2014, but I don't think you showed me the fern. Or we so anyway, um, it, it's also, I know I've, that fern is definitely in Fakahatchee. Um, in the in the Deep Lake area of uh, down on Loop Road, is it deep? Deep? No, yeah. not yeah. Deep yeah, Lake. Deep, deep Lake. Lake. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. So if you re- if you want to see that fern, the easiest place to see it, honestly, is uh, deep, lake. deep Lake. Yeah. When it when it when the water's not too high, because there's a there's a ton of alligators down there at Deep Lake. Um. Yeah. So you and you took. So we went back in 2014, and we went out there, and I had never been to that swamp, and uh, but I guess I didn't see this fern. Oh, I think I. So I've the, seen your pictures, but the fern is in crazy deep water on if I almost all <coughs> pond apples, and uh, the water where the ferns are was like three feet deep. You know, it was very deep area of the swamp, and that a lot of those. <clears throat> More tropical plants only grow over the really deep water because that deep water kind of insulates the middle of the swamp from a freeze um, by several degrees. Um, So, (coughs) anyway, a lot of those really rare plants are in the middle of these really deep swamps. So that's and so I call I call I haven't been out there for many years now, but I I call that swamp bear swamp because of that. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure not a lot of people go out there and no, a few, but yeah, a lot of these cypress stone swamps out there are just super remote and yeah, are very rarely visited by humans. Yeah, yeah, so. Do you want to talk about panthers or do that another day? <laughs> no. <laughs> no? Another, another, another day. day. Okay. All right. Well, so you mentioned you might not have done the right thing backing away and, and, and leaving, but had, now that you've like, you know, over a decade 
<laughs> away from that incident, what would you like kind of advise people if you ran into a bear? In Florida, at least. Do you still recommend like... It's, I don't know. Spray it, and things um, like that? I think so. I mean, I don't know. It's hard to say because I don't still. Um, I think if you had a good place on your straps or your pockets or something it might be a good idea to at least carry one of the small cans of pepper spray you know not necessarily the bear spray but at least the you know the little bitty cans they sell for humans um it's a lot of times not it's tough to carry those big cans of bear spray like on your belt like you would in you know alaska just especially if you're walking in the water like i used to do a lot it just got all wet and just wasn't real practical. I don't know. I mean, it, it's definitely a good idea if you can. Um, but things like this are also rare, insanely rare. You know, I don't know. I think I've only heard of, I mean, actually talked to one other person that had a, you know, a bearing, you know, a, a bear encounter, not just a sighting, but, you know, something happened with a bear out there. Yeah. So I think it's probably one of those things you're going to carry bear spray and never need it also. But but maybe. Right. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I can say for sure if I had it, I would have used it. It was that, I mean. Right. I mean, I was past the I'm safe point. Mm-hmm. I, if I had if I had a can of bear spray, I would have sprayed it for sure. Right. Um, now, if I had a gun, I don't think I was to the point I would have shot it yet. I don't. Because to me, that's like a last, that's a very last resort. Um, <clears throat> if the bear would have charged me you. from the cabbage palm, I probably, you know, if I had a gun, I, that's the point where I think I might have considered that. But, you know, I think shooting a rare animal out there is a very last resort. Well, thanks for sharing that story. I don't know. I was thinking about it and I thought it might be interesting for folks to listen to and uh, to hear because, you know, bears are on the Florida Trail. Um, not as common in South Florida, but they're there and um, you'll definitely see them probably in Ocala for sure. <laughs> Good chances up there. So be bear aware. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's it for this episode. Show notes for the podcast are at orangeblaze.thegardenpathpodcast.com where you can find photos of the slough, the fern we talked about, and a blog post I did in 2014 after I visited the slough too. Thanks for listening and happy hiking.